Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 71 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post-match reaction of Lecce Inter, which finishes 4-0 to the visitors, Goals from Lautaro Martinez in the 15th, Davide Fratesi in the 54th. Lautaro again at the double gets his 100th and 101st goals in Serie A in the 56th minute and Stefan de Vrij in the 67th minute at the Via del Mare um, Inter. 10 out of 10 in, uh, in 2024, just an unstoppable force sitting first in the league with a game in hand uh, on 66 points, nine points over second placed uh, Juventus. Um, Okay. Where do we want to start here? So I tweeted after the game that we had every reason to, to drop points here. One large lead at the top of the table. Like, you know, there's sometimes there's a there's a drop off with motivation, and that's not something that has been uncommon for this Inter side um, over the last couple of years. Two heavily rotated, and we'll talk about the rotations that happened. But I think there were seven total rotations, which uncharacteristic of Inzaghi, he he doesn't like to make more than one or two or three at a time. Um, so heavily rotated, coming off of uh, an emotional win. Over um, what, what was the last game before this? Atletico, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. And you know, Turam goes down. Chalanoglu's ruled out the day before. Acerbi still not back. We just had every reason to uh, you know to not move forward and and grab the three points here. You know, it wouldn't have been the end of the world if that was the case, but. Lo and behold, we uh, we destroy Lecce. We score four for like the seventh time this season. Another clean sheet in the books. Oh, Somer got uh, got sick with the flu a day before the game. And it doesn't matter. We do what we do. And um, as always, I'm one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, I'll kick this over to you. How impressed are you with the mentality that this team is showing this year, this season as a whole to not like have that, that bogey game yet. You know, it may still come for us, but still doing what we do. Well, we got to play Sassuolo a second time. So yeah, it probably, it probably will come because they are that bogey team. But um, yeah, no, um, I feel like the mentality is definitely there now. I think they, Everything's clicking. Everyone understands what their what their role is. Everyone understands what is expected from them. Uh, Inzaghi has everyone on the same page, which really isn't easy as a manager. Uh, and when we look at even last season with the twelve league losses, just the, the the maturity and the growth and the change in everything with this club, it's amazing. I mean, I, I love the performance top to bottom. Even when things don't look great. Like initially in the first half, you know, it felt like we could have had a bigger lead there and we just weren't able to capitalize. But I still didn't feel like we were not in control, which is different than other, you know, even past seasons under Inzaghi. And to know that you have that that comfortability when you're watching your, your favorite club is, I mean, it, it's 
quite honestly, the best feeling. And I think we as Interisti need to appreciate just what it is that we're doing this season. You know, a, a lot of us have been able to see this team, you know, through the Mancini days and that long winning streak that he had or unbeaten streak that he had there. And we may have thought that that was the best team that we've had. And, you know, people who are older, like my father and, and I'm sure your father, Alessandro, who got to see Trapatoni's Inter and, and the ones, you know, I mean, Interisti who got to see Helenio Herrera's Inter, you know, I'm sure everybody thought that those were, you know, the best teams that, they, that they've seen and that, that they'll put that team up against anybody. I'm coming to a point with this team right now where I would feel pretty confident putting them up against the treble winning side. And I think that Inzaghi would have the right game plan to go up against Mourinho and, and that team. And even though I love so many players from that team, the way that we're playing right now, I've never seen anything this pretty, anything this enjoyable week in and week out. It's just a blast. It really is. Like, we're scoring four goals a game like it's nothing. Like, it's 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 almost like we're just having a kick around and we're just beating up on, you know, the the Primavera team. That's really what we're making the rest of the league look like. And I love it. Yeah. Sorry, I got the, I just literally just got the hiccups right so as we started <laughs> recording, so that's perfect. But, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, we obviously have three months left to see how this shakes out. But if we beat Conte's point total and we do something special in the Champions League, I'd be comfortable saying, you know, ranking this team right up there with um, with the treble winning side. In terms of play style, I think it's already more enjoyable to watch than that team was, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and let's go ahead and, and talk about this game a little bit. So first things first, rotations... We have Aldero coming into the team, Bissette coming into the team. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this guy's an alcoholic, guys. He drank. <laughs> you should have seen him off camera. Yeah, I was drinking soap. Um, so Aslani much. comes into the team. Alexis comes into the team. And um, let, I guess I'll start with this. Who were you most nervous about going into this game performance-wise? That's so tough because there's it's between two guys and I, I can't stand either of them. I guess I have to say Audero just because he's been dreadful as a goalkeeper for us. And you know, I feel the way people talk about Arnatovic and how bad he is and how he shouldn't be in this team and blah 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 blah. That's how I feel about Audero. And to me, you know, if Nima likes to say the drop-off from our starting strikers is like jumping off the Grand Canyon when you go to the guys on the bench, well, then I would say that jumping off of Niagara Falls is the drop-off when you go from Sommer to Audero. Like, and at least, you know, in the Grand Canyon, you go straight into the to rocks. Well, here you're going in the water and you're getting tossed around and flipped and drowning. So... That's how bad I think Aldero is, but yeah, he's the one that I was most nervous about going into this game. Yeah, I think that's a valid concern, especially with rotating. Um, well, Devrai has been playing the last couple of matches, but especially with rotating two out of the three in the back, like, you know, there's bound to be some sort of miscommunication that didn't happen to tonight and Aldero wasn't terribly uh, sorry not tonight yesterday Aldero wasn't terribly tested but I think you know it was a valid concern 
Um, also, Alexis getting the start alongside Lautaro instead of Arnautovic, given how sparingly he's played this season, I think it it was a valid concern to be like, you know, does he does he have like the confidence and the form to be able to go out there and give us a shift? He ended up playing 90 minutes and actually it's one of his better performances in an Inter shirt. Um, even from, which isn't you know, saying much, bro. That's not saying much. It's not saying much. Um, it's definitely not saying much, but he was good. I mean, he was good. I, I'm not gonna, there's no one on this team right now from this game that I, I'm, I'm going to be dissatisfied with their what, performance. Though? Like he's good. He was good compared to what? I mean, he had an assist. He unlocked a couple passes. Like he he didn't do any of the super frustrating stuff that we we've grown accustomed to seeing with him. Like he was he was on his game. This is this is where he's at in his career. Like you can't you really can't ask more than what he gave us on Sunday. Like can you? I mean, do you expect more from him? I, I don't. I thought like that that's that's as good as he could have looked. Uh, I guess I don't know. He's just to me, he's useless, bro. To me, he's useless. Well, we'll we'll get into it. Um, any is this the starting midfield that you would have gone with, Mikitarian? Another another run out. Would you have started maybe Barella Fratesi Aslani or gone with a different combination? Do you think it was uh, the wrong choice for Simona to keep trotting Mikitarian out there? That's another tough one, to be honest. I don't feel like he played poorly. I don't feel like he played good. It's it's kind of one of those where, uh, you know what? I'm more happy that Barella got rested than Mickey Tarr because I just feel like Barella is more important to the grand scheme of things. So to see Mickey get thrown out there and, and, and you know, he plays as much as he did. I mean, obviously he did get subbed off once he, he picked up his yellow because, you know, in typical Simone fashion, he had to he had to get yanked. But yeah, I guess I guess you know if you're gonna run someone to the ground, it might as well be the guy who's probably gonna be leaving after next season. So yeah, and he, I mean, his motor is it is what it is. So it's like you don't really have concerns um, with him being able to play these minutes. I mean, he's you know he's older, but he doesn't really play or function like like Sensi is way younger than Mikitarian and doesn't have a 30% of the durability that he is. So, um, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Bef- before we get into this game, a couple things that let's touch on. First, the um, injury report. It's looking like Chala, Acerbi, and... Um, Turam might be back for Bologna, which is the game right before, sorry, right before the second leg um, against Atletico, missing Atalanta and Genoa. That's fine for me. Uh, I think those are both teams that we can we can handle uh, without those three. But what what's your take on where we're at with the injuries to our, our starting center center back, our starting striker and are starting uh, Regista. Acerbi doesn't concern me as much just because I think De Vrij has been fantastic and I, I hope that people finally start recognizing just how vital he is and how just 
classy. He seems like he's back to to the type of center back he was when he was winning, you know, best defender in Serie A. So I'm I'm very pleased with that, and and I feel comfortable with him back there. You know, I'm really not worried too much. I mean, I think the only thing I'd be worried about is maybe squad rotation and and just burning him out. But if but if Acerbi can do it as much, I don't see why Devry wouldn't be able to. So, uh, in in regard to Taram, I would rather lean more cautious than rushing him. Uh, you know, I think it's he's such a vital part of the way that we play. So to have him rested for the, the Atalanta and Genoa games, I'm okay with that. And same thing with Chalanoglu. I think Aslani can do a job. There are times in the game where I thought he was a little bit too slow to react and slow to, to push the pace and, and move the ball forward. But I also have to remember he's a young player, you know, and, and, and maybe he's being instructed to be a little bit more cerebral in the sense of what he's seeing around the pitch, think before he acts, you know, whereas, you know, guys like Hakan can probably just go based off feel and stuff and, and, and have a little bit more freedom to, to do what they what they want. You know, I, I think we have to recognize that as fans as well, that, you know, some of these younger players may be instructed to be a little bit more cautious as opposed to the typical starters. So the thing yeah. that would the thing that would concern me with Achadbi is um. 90 minutes for De Vrij against Arenitana, 90 minutes for De Vrij against Atletico, 90 minutes for De Vrij against um, Lecce. Now, if you're going to ask him to do 90 minutes against Atletico, uh, sorry, Atalanta and Genoa, that's several matches in a row after being on the bench for quite a while that he's going to have to give a shift, right? We've seen we've seen Darmian do it this season. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm not confident in the being able to do it but you know if something happens to him and we have to shift bastoni into the middle it's not that it's not like you know we're super used to him being very comfortable at the center so we'll see how that plays out aslani it's sort of on the same lines of like now he's going to be asked to be the regista regista for lecce atalanta genoa again three matches in a row which he hasn't done that before so you know, it just it's not a concern from can he handle it? I, I think he can handle it, but what is the option if th- things aren't going well? We saw, you know, in the second half, Barella came in and actually did a job at Regista, so that may be a, a change. You may go with Barella in the middle and Fratesi and Mikitarian on the wings. We'll see what that looks like, but he doesn't have Barella doesn't have like the passing range of Aslani or Chalanoglu, so you know, it changes the way you play. Up top with Turam, I'm not worried. Like Sanchez and Arnatovic should be able to handle these next two games. Um, they should be able to do that. Like they're they're veteran players. They've been you know they've been wanting the opportunity for quite a while. So now you have it and and like capitalize. You can get some some momentum here and some continuity. So that may be the best thing for them. Um, the more minutes they get under their legs, the more comfortable they are. They may end up you know even helping further. Um, down the stretch. Obviously, Lautaro is going to be playing these games too, which is a lot to ask of him. And you have you know concerns about whether you should be asking that of him. Atalanta and Genoa are both matches at home, so you're hoping that the crowd can give you a lift in those in those games, um, and that can be a factor in it as well. But we'll see how things play out. The other thing I wanted to touch on really quickly is the the bullshit report that Simone would leave for two of the worst projects in world football right now, Chelsea or Man United, for $5.5 million a season, which is just 
absolutely hilarious. Um, any reaction to that? I know on Twitter, um, you may have called them tutto cazzo, tutto shit. I call them tutto bugie. Anything that you want to say <sighs> that to the cagats anything that you want to uh to comment on that report i mean i don't think it's even close to a reality but you know yeah i mean it's it's not something that i'm i'm concerned with this is the only thing that they can do you know they they know they can't beat inter on the pitch so they have to try to beat them in the media and and leak these these bs reports to try to destabilize our club and you know what? I, I give Beppe and Auxilio and, and really everybody else in management a lot of credit because they're all they are able to drown out the noise and not let it affect them. And then, you know, that kind of gets relayed obviously to the 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 management on the pitch, the players, and they handle it with such grace and, and calm that nothing to worry about. You know, he's not leaving for for Chelsea. Look look at that team. Let, let's 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 look at this logically as as fans. Look at that team and tell me who in that team comes into Inter and is able to do what we what we how we play. You got a goalkeeper there, right? And Robert Sanchez, trash. Trash. Bomb. You look at the center backs, there's not a single guy in there that would even even I would even want to back up our center backs. The midfield, outside of Enzo Fernandez, yeah. nothing. And they, and they hate Enzo, which is hilarious. I would gladly take them off their hands or take him off their hands. And then who's the other one? I don't even think the there only was other one, one that, that I would take maybe, is maybe Reese James. But he's I was going to say Malo. Yeah, Malo Gusto can probably. Yeah, Malo Gusto. Yeah, I mean, shout out, shout out, Tony. Tony was pushing the Malo Gusto prop for Inter for a long time, and unfortunately, we just couldn't get him. So. Yeah, I mean, it, you've spent three years of your life putting together an absolute super team with zero transfer budget. You've you've made this happen. And to go to England where like, I don't even want like I don't even want to comment on it because it's such an idiotic story. But um, no, I, I, I don't see that being a reality. And I think, again, like you said, yeah. you said it perfectly. It's trying to beat in in the media. Uh, but regardless, let's get into this game. Bit of a slow start until 15 minutes in. Um, Aslani plays a little pass that we saw from Kovacic to Icardi a lot, a little outside the boot, Trivella assist to an on-rushing Lautaro into the box who slots it past Falcone for his 100th Serie A goal, um, 1-0 to Inter. What did you think of uh, Aslani's play here? Because I think he was the standout. You expect Lautaro to put that in, but you don't necessarily expect Aslani to, to pick that pass. Yeah, no, fantastic, fantastic play by him. Yeah, to, to do the Trivella was was beautiful. I didn't notice it really until I watched it back on the replay. It was it was kind of hard to to tell at first. So I mean, listen, hats off to him um, with that play. A lot of guys I don't think have the class uh, to to pull off something like that. So yeah, I'm just thrilled with uh with the, the growth I've seen. It's not to the level that we would like it to be, of course, not quite yet. You know, we're seeing. Guys like Fabian who are who are making like fantastic strides and 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 now there's talks of him being brought back, because um, they consider him part of the future, which is is great to hear. But you know, you, you kind of hope that that'll be the growth that we'll be able to see from Aslani. And and who knows, maybe you know, 
maybe he's just not really supposed to be a regista and, and he would be more comfortable as a Mezzala and, and that's something that we'll figure out later on or something. But not to take anything away from what, what he did and, and how he performed in this matchup, but yeah, that pass was was a thing of beauty and I'm sure guys like Barella and and, uh, and Hakan were, were thrilled to see to see that level of play from him. I think Aslani is a regista. I just don't think that he... I mean, the hate on him is interesting because it doesn't at all take into account the fact that he's 21 years old and, like, learning how to do it. Like, you can't expect him to be at Hakan's level or at Brozo's level or the level that we've seen just yet. And I think he's actually shown... He's shown glimpses of, like, real, real talent. But the major drawback with him is that physically he is not not there yet. And I don't know because his frame is small. So I don't know that he will ever grow into, um, you know, that, that sort of physical player that he can be a real force. But that's the only part of his game that I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan of. I, I think his technique is awesome. I think his range is awesome. I think his vision is really good. Um, he can use both feet. He he gets his shots off like today he had a shot straight at Falcone, but he, every single game he gets, he gets a long shot off, whether it's, you know, a little Cruyff turn and he's able to, to get space. But, um, I think there's a player there and we'll talk about more about him later as the, uh, as the pod goes on, uh, 22nd minute, good work from, uh, Alexis who plays a ball over the top perfectly to Mickey Thadian, who scuffs his shot past the post. Um, Mickey, Mickey's struggling to get stuff on target. He's getting opportunities every single game and stuff that you kind of feel like he should put it away, but there's nothing like he just is not scoring. Um, after the game, Inzaghi was you know talking up just how important he is for the team, and I agree, he is super important. And it's kind of like you know the conversation that we had about Arnautovic, where like you can't he's doing it right to get the opportunities, but. I do wish he would start putting some of these things away because it's either over the bar or, you know, sliced um, over to the side. Like, I just want to see some of these shots getting on target. I think Zielinski will help with that. But um, that was pretty much like our only other real chance of the first half. It was a pretty, pretty slow first half, which is to be expected with so much rotation. Yeah, I mean, like... I there's really nothing else I could add to that because I feel the exact same way. You know, you you hope he hasn't scored since the Milan game. I don't even think he's put a shot on target since the Milan game. I mean, I could be exaggerating that, but that's what it feels like, you know, when you watch him play. So you hope that um, it's just a bad run of form in terms of finishing because, like, the same thing that Inzaghi said, you know, about Arnatovic is the same thing you could even really apply to Mkhitaryan. It, it'd be more concerning if he wasn't getting in those positions and he wasn't able to to get those chances. But, you know, you just hope that he would start uh, start putting them away, man. Because, yeah, it's uh, it's a little rough out there watching. Whenever he gets in that position and he gets that opportunity to take that shot, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I'm a little ugh, you know? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, all right, second half, the uh, we go into the half one nothing. Second half, the game starts opening up a bit, and Inter turns it up a notch. I don't know if anything was said in the, the locker room or if these guys just got the 45 minutes together under their belt and they figured it out. Um, but Lecce came close with a couple opportunities. I think um, Almquist had a shot on goal. Um, 
you know, uh, what's his name? Sansone had a shot on goal, but uh, and Blin had had something, uh, a diving header. But there wasn't. There was a couple opportunities, but by the like 50th minute, we we turned things up. There was a save. There was a, a great save from Falcone on Di Marco, who got himself just a second of space and had really great technique on a volley. Um, to uh, you know, to kick us into gear, but eventually in the 54th, Inter takes a two nothing lead. Uh, Sanchez plays in uh, Fratesi, gets uh, a little space down the right hand side of the box, uh, finds an on rushing Fratesi who puts it in the back of the net. A good finish um, and a position that we see him in all the time. Like you're, the Fratesi goals aren't necessarily like indiv- you know brilliant individual. Th- actions by him it's more so like right place right time get it in the back of the net and um another goal for fratesi today who i think is up sorry yesterday who i think is up to four on the season um so a a good return from him so far how are you feeling about davi that now that he's he's getting some uh some more minutes here look i'm more i'm more so excited with the pass that he had to set up lautaro than i am for the actual goal uh, that's something I've just been worried about with his game, really, from the beginning. Uh, we know he can get into the box. We know he's a strong finisher. That's that's all good and great. Like, I mean, I'm 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 thrilled with that. But the thing that I was worried about was can he add that level of passing to his game and be able to you know drive drive play forward, um, be able to take chances with with passes and stuff like that, and be able to find players in in, in the right position to to set them up for goals and. To see the way he was able to put that ball perfectly in the path of Lautaro to keep it away from that defender who was just to the right of Lauti and 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 keep it away from him from even being able to get a touch on it, that's huge. And that's something I wanted to see, and I'm glad to see that uh, from him. And and you know what? I think this will just continue to push his confidence in the right direction, which is, you know, what I was hoping for. Um, you know, I know I was trolling uh, a few Interisti with my, quote, air quotes, uh, hate of of the Fratesi signing. Um but yeah, no, he's uh he's definitely been, you know, just a great great addition, great energy off the bench. And you got to love the the motor, you know, just to continue to to run and and just never give up. I mean, that's that's that, that is great to see. Yeah, he I think the most important part of the match that he had was the two goal contributions like it'll get Interisti more on his side that maybe expected a lot from him. They saw a lofty price tag and and really expected more, but it's hard to come into a team like Inter and and really show show your worth immediately. Not everyone is Turam, and Turam also has gotten the opportunity to start week in and week out, like always be out there. Where Fratesi, it's you know been hard to come by those minutes because this this midfield's been so dominant, and he does. What he does best today, again, that finish to get in the right on his goal to get in the right position and and put it away. Like you said, the tractor, the motor on him to burst down the right hand side, showing a little bit of stuff that we haven't seen with that inch perfect layoff for an a streaking Lauti who puts it away, his second of the game. The other thing about this goal is that that goal for Lauti now puts him at his most prolific season in Serie A so far and we are only in February wow nuts that's awesome to hear I mean especially getting the 100 goals that's that's no nothing to sniff at there you know you want to see that level of of growth from him and that level of 
maturity. Um, his finishing has been deadly. You know, I saw some things where people were talking about, oh, um, you know, we don't, uh, we should sell him. We should get a different forward. I, I mean, I didn't really entertain that. I just kind of like quote tweeted and said, what? You know, just kind of like, what are we talking about here? But, you know, some people want to push their, their trash agendas and, and say crazy things. And hey, listen, hats off to you that you want to be that um, insane and, and say those uh, those types of things. But I mean, if you don't see the, the improvement in his all around game and like not only that, but like the confidence that he's playing with. Even when he does miss, like in the past, he would shy away from taking the next shot. Now he just keeps going. He'll keep firing. He does not give up. And that's what you want. That's what you want from a world-class striker, you know? I mean, uh, I think that he's really in the running for the Ballon d'Or this year. I don't really – I can't think of players when you look around Europe that are playing at a higher level than him and doing as much as he is. I would I would actually be surprised if he, if he didn't win it, to be quite honest, like because you would have to make something up, some terrible case. And it, it would just I mean, we all know that the Ballon d'Or is just a popularity contest. It's not really anything meaningful. Um, yes, there have been great players who've won it in years past and they were deservingly so. But lately, you know, given the the way it's been handled and, and the guys who've been winning um, over some of the other talents, it, it's it's kind of just taken away from the luster. But yeah, I, I, I love what I'm seeing from from Lautaro. And my goodness, I like. I just hope we get that uh, that renewal squared away, and then can can keep him for years to come. I know that's that is a little annoying that it's still dragging out. I don't know why. I wasn't expecting Barella to get extended before Lauti, but it looks like that might be the case. And obviously, the better Lauti does, the stronger case he has to get his money. And I'm sure Marota is going to dig his heels in. So. We'll see how that plays out. I don't think that Interisti need extra stress because with all the with as great as we've been all year, there's still a nervousness around the team because we've seen we've had in Inzaghi's tenure, we've had a 12 uh, 12 loss season. The same season that we lost the Champions League final to Man City in a game that we dominated, we've also seen us lose by 1 point to Milan in uh, in Inzaghi's first year. So there's like this nervousness that we're always going to have. But Nima, before the season, said Lauti would need to be at least a 25-goal striker. He's sitting here at 22 goals in the league in February. So it's, you know, we're, we're almost there. And I think he's – that in and of itself shows that he's blowing past all the expectations that – um, Interisti and, and others had for him this season. I do think he has a great shout for Ballon d'Or. Again, we have to see how these three months play out. But if there's a double, you know, multiple competitions won, and he's the captain of that team, he's going to have a case. And um, after the match, they asked him, like, can you get to 36 and break the record? And he said he's he's certainly going to try. But again, the number one thing on his mind is is Inter finishing with this, uh, this second star, um, so we'll see how that plays out. But we're not done. It's 3-0. A few minutes later, 10 minutes later, Inter gets back on the score sheet. A 4-0 uh, lead. Di Marco delivers a corner. And Stefan Dervai, man, just uh, seriously, seriously dangerous in the same way or even more than Acerbi is on, on those set pieces. If you give him an inch, he's going to put it away. Um, a beautiful header into the top left-hand corner. Um DiMarco gets his assist. Devrai gets his goal. Just good feelings all around. 4 nothing uh, advantage. 
Yeah, happy for him. You know, I mean, he's gotten so close in other opportunities. Uh, if I remember correctly, it might have been it might have been Monza where he had another header that I mean, Diego just made a fantastic save off a corner um, that robbed him of a goal. And yeah, to see him, you know, get on the score sheet. Uh, now, really, that's all that's left is, is is Benji. I think he's the only the only guy who hasn't scored from the the back line. Which so weird because he's had like. <laughs> The most I don't think there's been anyone, highlights. Yeah, yeah, more deserving than him to to get on there. So, um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that ends up being uh, something that that comes to fruition this year, especially it being his first season in uh, you know the black and blue. But yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm yeah very happy for Devry, and I mean the guy's a leader. He, he may not be the most vocal guy, but he is a leader on this team, and he's also like a well deserved starter. <laughs> like it's a lot of we put our B team out there and you can look at all of these guys like Bisek should be starting for a team Devrai should be starting for a team Augusto should be starting for a team it's it's the quality up and down this roster is is really insane um and Devrai just you know does what he does which is this season at least which is is be deliver consistent performances and we'll see you know he's got a uh, another couple opportunities until Lachero becomes back and you know, let's see if he makes it a, a real shout or a doubt in Inzaghi's mind. If he's playing at the top of his game, do you go to the uh, Wanda with with uh, Devray at the back instead of uh, and be coming off an injury? You know, let's see how things play out. A couple other highlights uh, before we end the discussion about the match. Akin Sanmiro. Time out. Time out. Oh, time out. Before time you go out. to Akin Sanmiro, which is a, a we want to end on a high, right? We need to talk about something. Something tragic, something difficult to speak about, something that oh, no. brings me no joy to draw further attention to, but it has to oh, be no. said. Oh, no. Denzel Dumfries. Oh, what God. was that miss, buddy? You robbed Nicolo Barella of an assist, man. People want to talk about Barella isn't playing up the snuff. That guy just put it on your forehead, and not only did you miss it with your head, but then you hits your shoulder. Like, how do you just whiff on a header and rob him of an assist, Denzi? Your your days are numbered. Okay, you're gonna be ending up playing for Eric Ten Hag at Manchester United, and we're gonna forget you ever existed. We're gonna forget you ever wore these colors because every time you do something like this, it makes it harder and harder for bums like Hoyne to defend you, and I say his name incorrectly just because he butchers everybody else's name in spaces, but my goodness, man, that anybody else, that ball gets buried into the back of the net. I don't care. You Listen, you could say what you want about Arnatovic. He puts that in. You could say what you want about that old little Lamborghini in the, in the desert. He probably gets that in. I mean, Lauti, don't even get me started. Taram, hello, how are you? I mean, uh, Pavard probably puts that in. Baston, everybody else puts that in. But you find a way to fluff it up. My goodness. Denzel, I'll help you pack your bags, buddy, because you got to go. Mm. Anyway. Remind me to stay off Twitter uh, the couple days after we post this because I know – 
that's what the engagement for this episode is going to be. You know how those podcasts have like a, a disclaimer when they're about to talk about spoilers for like a TV show or a movie. Um, can you, when you're editing the episode, just put in a disclaimer, a disclaimer before you go on that rant for who you not to listen to this part? Because it's going to be a barrage <laughs> of tweets. So a minute, yeah, I'll say from minute thirty-three on, Huyan, skip this, skip, yeah, skip it. Yeah, just skip that part. So that happened in the 89th minute. It would have been nice to hit five uh, in an away game, but we didn't. Um, but let's end on the high note. Akin San Miro gets 15 minutes for his debut, which is uh, a long time. I mean, usually, like Algume, the only time he would ever play was with three or four minutes left in the game. So uh, a good run out. He looked awesome. He looked so comfortable. He actually almost had an assist when he played in Arnautovic, who... Um, you know, couldn't couldn't put that ball away, but he was pretty good. Uh, obviously, like real athletic, had no problem. You know, going up and down the field. Um, they closed him down a lot, and he seemed to be able to play out of out of trouble pretty easily. So we'll see. It looks like there's reports that he'll definitely be loaned out in Serie A next season. He was a player that had a lot of hype. Uh, Barcelona was after him. Manchester City was after him. We brought him to the club like we do with a lot of talents. We can usually win the battle to bring them to the club, but I don't know why we win that battle every time because they never get the opportunities. Uh, let's see how this one shakes out. But it was nice to be able to have a game um, where we can afford to do something like this and give someone their debut. I think he's probably of the Primavera players. I don't know if you may think that there's another player um, that has more potential that is potentially the son of a trouble winner. Um, but let's see. Is uh, We'll go ahead and toss it your way. Is Akin San Miro the most talented Primavera player that we have coming up in the ranks? He's up there for sure. I wasn't going to say Stankovic's son in the midfield. He's actually... I haven't really loved what, I, what I've seen from him. Not that he's been bad, but... There's a few guys in the Primavera team that I'm that I'm a big fan of. Um, now, I think I've learned my lesson from getting a little too excited about certain guys from the Primavera, specifically Cesare Casade, who I was very uh, angry with uh, losing him, out on him. But seeing him now, my goodness, what a masterstroke to get 20 million for him. Uh, but no, I, I mean, only an EPL team you could rob in that fashion. Yeah. Thank goodness, man. But uh, I mean, Inako Wusu, big fan of. You got uh, Kamate, another one. Kamate, Maggio, I, I really like. Uh, I think that he's a midfielder that could not only have a future with Inter potentially, but maybe even like the Italian national thing. I, I see just a lot in his game that, that I'm a big fan of. And, and Amadou Sar, you know, the, up front. Chances are that, you know, not all these guys are really, I mean, possibly not any of these guys will, will make names for themselves. I mean, also you could throw out Francesco Stante, the, the center back, and, and Stabile as well. But Stabile, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I think Akin San Miro can be massive, but, I, but I'm probably more of a fan of, of Kamate myself. The overwhelming probability is that None of these guys get the shot with Inter, just given yeah. you know what we've seen from this club. But um, someone is going to give Akin, Akin San Miro a shot, just given like the pedigree that he had as a prospect before he signed. 
uh, with Inter. So <clears throat> he'll get a shot eventually. Would like to see him, you know, Fabian has exploded since he got the opportunity. Would like to see would like to see Akin Samiro at a Serie A team where he can get some consistent minutes. Hey, and you know what? You know where I would want to see him? Udinese. Bolo- Bologna, I was going to say Bologna too. They're like, going to lose guys. They're they're yeah, going to lose let guys. Thiago, this let Thiago let Thiago Mota have him if he stays there. Like if he if gets he him stays. the Champions League. I mean, why not? Why not loan him there if if he has a chance to play? I would I could see that guy turning into something special. So, I'm a quick deviation from the Inter stuff. I'm worried for Bologna because I do think they have a real opportunity to get to the Champions League, but I also believe that it's going to be really tough for Thiago Motta to put, you know, turn down an opportunity to join one of the bigs. Uh, I think they're going to lose um, Xerxes. I think they're going to lose Calafiori. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I think I would. I, I would just if, hate to see their it. team. I would just if hate to see them Champions get. Don't get Champions League. I'll I'll agree with that. If they do, I think they'll give it one year, a one year go, and then maybe like you know just blow it up and 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 try to like re- restart with uh with a different manager and who knows maybe maybe at that point then you you can snatch uh Gilardino from from Genoa and you can give him an opportunity with a little bit of more money and stuff you know who knows but I think that the right thing for Thiago Mota would be to spend another year there if at all possible I don't think listen no no disrespect to to the other Serie A seven sisters but I don't think Milan is a step in the right direction for him. I don't think Napoli is is definitely not a step in the right direction. The only thing that I could see him maybe leaving for is maybe PSG. But is that going to be appealing if Mbappe leaves? Are you really really want to work with that that roster of players? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't see I don't see him going to like a like a Chelsea or a Man U. I, I think it's I think he's going to do maybe one more year at Bologna. And um, I think after that, then 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 they'll be in a little bit of a uh, trouble. I think they are going to get Champions League. I'm just looking at the, you know, the run in for fourth place, and Atalanta looked terrible against Milan. I don't know that team is so up and down sometimes. They're obviously very talented. If we do get five, you know, slots in the Champions League next year, which right now we're slated to. Um, the only other team that I'm looking at here, like Lazio have fallen off, Napoli have no faith in, Italiano have no faith in. This Roma under De Rossi, I could see getting a top five spot. But if it's between Roma, Atalanta, and Bologna, I think at this point I'd probably say Bologna and Roma are going to take those last two, four and five. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, I could see... I can see that. I can see that for sure. Let's see. I can see. I, well, I definitely feel more confident about Bologna. I think it'll like Roma and Atalanta, like you said, will will be fighting for that that fifth spot. Um, I have more faith in Atalanta only because they have Carnesecchi and Roma have uh, Rui Patricio. At this point. Now, uh, even though Svilar is going to probably yeah. take, I think he's going to take it sooner rather than later. But is it going to be too little, too late? We'll see. Like I mean, you know, I, did Sv- did Svilar play the last Roma game? He just he played the today. He, yeah, he was the starter today. I mean, yeah, with the, yeah. the gave Dybala up hat trick, two goals, but um, yeah, but none of them were none of them were egregious. Like like no. Patricio. So yeah, uh, if, if he's the regular starter, then yeah, I think I would feel better about Roma than than Bologna. I mean, I'm sorry than Atalanta. So yeah, 
it's going to be an interesting race, but I think either way, you know, Bologna is, is going to be there. Anyway, um, let's get into these player ratings. Uh, Aldero did what he had to do. I hate his distribution. <laughs> when you deal with yeah. what we've seen from Onana and somewhere in the last two years, it's also not his game. Um, he's also no, not a great shot not. stopper. He's not a great goalkeeper, but he did what he needed to do today. No complaints about him. Like, you know, solid performance. I, I'm not not going to say anything more than that because he wasn't necessarily the reason that we kept the clean sheet given uh, the defensive performance that we had today. Yeah, agreed. Next. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jan Bisek, 90 minutes from the kid. So good. I mean, I, did he I, have a hundred percent passer rating? No, seventy-five out of seventy-seven passes from your right Ooh, center back. Ninety-seven percent. Ninety-seven percent. So good. Had the um, on the second goal we scored, drove the ball up the pitch like forty yards before laying it off, and eventually it finds its way to Alexis, and then eventually Fratesi, but. Kids got immense talent. I think let's. This is the conversation I want to have about Bisek. People are saying he's going to be the replacement for Acerbi De Vrij. I don't know that center center back is the best use of his characteristics and his skills because when he's out wide like that, he can be much more involved in the offense. Right? He's not like he doesn't have to dictate the play from the back. But he's able to do those things where he can move into space the same way that we see from Bastoni and Pavard. I think that might be the best use of his talents. Do you want to see Bisek move towards the center and, and take over for Acerbier de Vrij when they move on? Or do you think he's better suited for that right center back position? Knowing that he's blocked by Pavard for the time being. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Because um, again, we don't know what's going to happen in the market. We don't know if we go after someone like a Bongiorno or a Calafiori or you know somebody like that to to bring in. So, I think he would be a monster in the middle. And then I I think like can you imagine a back three, let's say in a year or two of Bastoni, Bisek, and Pavard. I mean, that would could that just be, be the most technical backline Inter's ever had in their history? Like technically. I would say so. And then if you think about the the speed that Bisek possesses, possesses to have him in the middle, like who knows? Maybe he could become like our Bremer. I mean, it's it's not totally out of the realm. And then it wouldn't be such a terrible thing to have a guy that can interchange and, and you could play in different ways. You know, let's say you bring in somebody to eventually maybe take over that center center back. Then you could, you know, rest Bastoni, move Bisek out left, and you could maybe, you know, rest Pavard and move Bisek out right, and then you still could put Bastoni back on the like if you could have all those those guys kind of like interchanging and stuff, that that could be massive. So I don't I don't want to speculate or guess like, hey, that yeah, he would be the best at at a right center back, left center back. You know, like I'm sure he'd be happy to play anywhere if if Inzaghi called it a month, you know, called him for it. So it's uh yeah, it's a tough it's tough. Yeah, let's I mean I trust Inzaghi. So if we start hearing reports of of Bisek getting tried out at center center back, then maybe I'm wrong. I just see him I like him being out wide. I mean, let's be I honest, like more often you're wrong. I'm the one that is right <laughs> always on this podcast. I, mean, I think you know the uh, listeners would, would back me up on that. So uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll we'll uh, maybe we get an intern to start taking Ooh. down our hot takes and start tracking. You know, maybe we we hire our terrible picks. Yeah, no, uh, I, don't, I don't think I need people finding that for me because uh, with the way I've done with uh, a f- I mean, people hang on to the same bad takes of my my Radu. Oh, take. I saw that. I saw the one with the. Uh, oh my god, what was it? The SpongeBob what was it, Hakan roll. Hakan roll likes pulling up every like. I don't think anyone is in anyone. I don't think anyone is in my old tweets as much as Hakan Roll is. It's and it's like, but like, like, if you, if you put that out of if you pull that out of context, that was after like take. the twelfth loss. It of- was, it was, yeah, it was after like one of like the terrible it's losses not, that we had. Like, it's, it's not, not and you know, I uh, just people. If you, yeah, if you want to take things out of context, awful take. It's also but not you, an awful take. Like, it's not an awful take to say after the twelfth lo- league loss. Like, maybe he's not when you're in like a bad it. mood. You know, like yeah. you're, like you it's, say like. I mean, completely you reasonable. Up, you could pull up. I, I had I had things where I was saying I want Lautaro out. Now I wouldn't sell him no, unless you offered me like two billion euros. Yeah. You know, like, like I mean, it's, people can change like, opinions. People could be angry in the moment and be a prisoner of the moment. Which players and managers can also improve. It doesn't mean that they were not poor at the time it's not like Inzaghi's team was always playing like this there was a there was a point in time where we were not playing well there was a point in time where he was missing a lot (laughs) like and there was a lot of guys who are currently playing fantastic who were not playing well Stefan DeVry you know I mean Barella was playing well Hakan wasn't um you know Mkhitaryan a lot of people were, were were fed up with yeah Lukaku was 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 MIA and being awful I mean Guys improve. Guys change. Guys regress. Yeah. And we're we're all fans. Like it's funny. Like people act like I don't work for CBS. I'm not on TV. I'm not a pundit. I'm yeah. not an expert by any means. Am I an expert in my own mind? Absolutely. But do, do I look at the truth? No. I, yes, I'm not an expert. So I, I'm a guy with an I'm a guy with an opinion. You're a guy with an opinion. We may not even agree every time. I know I don't agree with Tony. And Nima a lot. Like me and Nima got in a huge argument today about who should be the starting goalie for Italy. Huge. Back you thought Di Gregorio. I, I, I thought Di Gregorio. He says Vicario. I presented him actual evidence. I pulled up the Cold stats. Hard facts. Cold yeah. hard facts. In terms of high danger chances, who has made better saves and more saves? It's been Di Gregorio. Ninety-six point five percent saves He's on high season. danger chances. He should go at the very least. I don't think that he's not going to start. We all know gonna it's going to be Donnarumma. Like, yeah, I don't know. think yeah, so. It's, it's, yeah, it's probably if I had to guess, it's probably going to be Donnarumma, Vicario backing him up, and then maybe I would say Provedel. I mean, as much as I want Di Gregorio, it's probably Provedel had a howler today. Yes, he did. He's he not. Did. He's not. Remember when people were you were trying to say Provadel was uh, anyway? I'm not even going to start that that whole I thing. Mean, yeah, because there's been a Provadel was better than Sommer. Yeah, there's been a regression. Mm. Um, Stefan, let's go continue the back line. Stefan De Vrij, another really great performance. Again, for me, there's two things that really come to mind. It's like really happy to see Stefan doing his thing and back to the defender that he was when you know we signed him and he was defender of the year and the other thing is like this is a lot of games that he's gonna have to put a lot of minutes in 
and that hasn't been the case, you know, for the whole season. So this is like his decisive stretch of the season. If Facerbi is coming back, this is his opportunity to like make a real case for him being a starter moving forward, um, even with Acerbi coming back. So good, good positive signs from him. Um, and hopefully he keeps it going moving forward. And that's what we want, though, right? We want healthy competition at every position. We want guys who can be able to step right in and not feel like there's any any change in, in quality. So, yeah, I would, I'd be more than happy for him to make it uh, tough choices for Inzaghi. Is Carlos Augusto, which, again, he's really becoming one of my favorites on this team. Um, Dang, is really? he? Yeah, he was, he was great yesterday. Would you buy I his mean, kit? Is he at that level yet? I think for the like for the vibes and for the under the radar, like oh who Let, the hell has a okay. has an Augusto you, kit? Like you got a you got a home kit, right? I have a home kit from this year from this season from Who'd you this get? year. Uh, my girlfriend got it for me, and she put my name on the back. <coughs> okay. <laughs> no further comments, Your Honor. <laughs> the Carlos kit would be would be you know. All right, but let's, all right, let's say let's say you your your girlfriend didn't get you that kit. What what player would you want on the home kit? This season, this I season, think yeah. yeah, this season I think it would have to be Lautaro because it is his captain year. It is his like best year of of his career. Agreed. Hopefully, yeah. Away kit, who would you get? Away kit, you can be a little bit more. I think I'd get a Pavard. Third kit, who would you get? <sighs> Third kid, I'd probably do – I would probably do a bench player. Third kid, I'd probably keep as my opportunity to, like, um, you know, have my stocks in a guy. I think maybe I'd go Fratesi. Okay. What would you do? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've wanted to get a home kid. I have, I've been struggling to get – find one. Um, I, would, I was, I was going to get Lautaro as, as the home kid. I was going to get Barella as the away kit because I have a Barella home. I don't have him on any away kit. So I was going to get Barella away. And then the third kid, I was going to get Turam. Yeah, Turam, Turam's a good shout, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. You know what? You know what's funny? In in all my years of being an interview, I've never had a number nines kit. We've had some good ones. We've never, had some like, good ones. I've had guys who played the number nine position, but I've never owning. Imagine owning a Lukaku. 90? Yeah. Imagine having, <laughs> have, uh, having Yo, hold a Lukaku on. jersey. I got to show this to you. Uh, in the pause here, since Johnny just stepped away, um, oh, oh, I saw on Twitter that is fresh. You should hold on. I'm gonna, Let me screenshot I'm, this so we can post this on. Uh, I mean, I'm going to put it. I have a nice picture of it, but. Let me see. Bro, this is the real one, man. Yeah, that's fire. Like, this is... That is fire. You got that so from uh, Sean? Got got that from PFC Vintage, who came to Charlotte because of Sean McIntosh, who is the uh, the biggest Lazio fan, I think I know. Sorry, Nick Tiani. Um, Ooh. Well, he's a Bologna fan, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, he's more of a Bologna fan than a Lazio fan. But yeah, he he got these guys to come out for Charlotte FC's home opener. But I, all right, you'll see it. We're gonna we're gonna you know Alessandro's gonna post it. 
it's the third kit from 9293 for for Dead, and i got my hands on it finally speaking of kids but yeah let me ask you do you think augusto is a better left winger or a left wing back or left center back because he's been good in both the left wing backs the only argument i would make for the left center back stuff is that his end product is clearly a step Agreed. below DiMarco. Yeah. So, you know, you can make a case. And, and defensively, he's so good and so physically gifted in the challenge that I think he might be a better left center back, but that's still to play out. What do you think? No, I agree with you 100%. Um, but I love that, that we have someone who has that flexibility to be able to play either position. So, I'm, I mean... Yeah, the end product definitely comes up a little short, even though he did have an assist uh, a couple, well, the last league game before this one, he did have an assist. So I'm seeing some improvements. I think, I think yeah, I would, I would feel more comfortable with him as, as the third center back as opposed to left wing back. But again, he can do whatever. He can do either. It's good to have that versatility. Like I think those are my favorite players are the versatile players that can play multiple positions and you can call on them um, in a time of need. The whole back line gets 90. Bisek, Aldero, Devray, Augusto, they all get 90 minutes. Let's talk about these wing backs. Another that got 90 minutes, Denzel Dumfries today. Good to see him get 90 minutes. Nothing overly crazy egregious if you put the missed header out of your mind. Uh, the rest of it was pretty solid and pretty good. He had one, like, there was a switch of play, I think, from DiMarco to him, and he tried the weirdest way to control it, ended up, like, booting it into the air and starting a Lecce counterattack. But outside of that, I thought he was uh, pretty decent, did well in the link-up, did well to support Bisek. Um, so a good game from uh, from Denzel today. I don't even know if I want to get you started on what you thought about um, his game. Maybe we'll just move on to DiMarco. We well, just move on to somebody else because I'm sorry. While you were talking, I was actually booking a U-Haul for him to to help him with his move uh, out, of, out of Milano. So you're just um, you're just riling people up. <laughs> you're just riling them up. <laughs> DiMarco gets uh, 76 minutes today uh, and gets an assist <laughs> off of a corner. Uh, what did you think about him? I think he missed his. Uh, I think he missed Hakan playing him in a little bit, and I think he missed you know having Turam uh, to get on the end of of some of his stuff. But uh, just, you know, solid performance from him for me. Yeah, no, um, I would agree with you there. Uh, I think I think when you don't have guys like Turam and, and even Arnatovic in the box for you to to be able to cross into, and and you have that uh, that glorified Chilean midget, it, it makes it a little bit harder to be effective. <laughs> Dude, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I get yeah, just, no shit. Get him <laughs> out of here. Uh, nah, yeah, he's he's got to go. And um, yeah, no. Uh, listen, DiMarco is one of my one of my favorite. DiMarco is living my dream. Uh, I think that's why I'm such a fan of his. He is living my literal. You grow up a fan. You grow up. Listen, I didn't get to grow up being a part straight of the curva, from the but, curva. but yeah. you're straight from the curva. You go to the academy. You're getting to play. You've won trophies with this club. You've scored big goals. You're living my 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 dream, and I I, I can't help but root for the people who don't like him. I, I don't understand it, and maybe it's maybe it's jealousy to some extent. 
Um, but my goodness, man, like it's, I, I, <laughs> you're living my dream. That's all I could say. I can't even like put it into any other words. The other wing back that gets a run out today for 15 minutes, TJ coming off the bench again in that left wing back role, um, which is good. If he's got the versatility, do it. 12 touches, eight out of eight accurate passes, a solid cameo from him. Any thoughts on uh, the Maple Mike on and, and what we've seen out of him in these two appearances uh, at the left wing? That's probably going to be my home kit next year. Wow. I'm I'm hoping he keeps 17 because 17 is my number. You are Huyan's worst fucking nightmare, dude. I am. He I am. loves Denzel. He shat on the Buchanan uh, signing as if it was like he said it was going to be the biggest wouldn't it, bust. Wouldn't it be funny though? Or, so wouldn't it be funny? I've got this. I've got this Tejan Buchanan card right here in my hand, numbered to 75. I'm sending it out to get graded, so it's going to come in this like really cool case. Come back. And this is going to be a part of a giveaway. And wouldn't it be hilarious if Huyan won it? You know that if it happens, <clears throat> people are going to say that it's it is a people rigged say system. Rigged. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I rigged the system. But um, yeah. I whoever wins it, you're, one you're going to be lucky. It's not an. It's obviously not in an intricate, but it's in a club Bruga or I don't know how do you say that. I say Bruges, but I say Bruges. Yeah, but people say Bruga. I think that's obviously the Belgian way to say it. Uh, yeah, but I it looks that's... like an intricate, so. You could, you could, you can know. For, if you put it on a shelf, like far enough away, you'll think he's in an intricate. But anyway, somebody's gonna be able to get that at the end of the year, and yeah, it would just be hilarious if if it was Huyan that that won that. But it's a good card to have. That's a good card to have. All right, on to the midfield. Uh, the Albanian Cristian Aslani comes in for a Hakan that uh, strained his adductor or abductor, one of those muscles. I have to confirm exactly what it is, but. Um, Aslani comes in fifty only fifty five minutes from him today um, because of the yellow card. He gets that assist. It's good, probably good that he only got fifty five minutes because he's going to need to get the bulk of the work against Atalanta and Genoa. But I thought like this is a this was not an otherworldly performance, but what this was for me is a positive step forward. It's a confidence booster in what he can give us over these next two games. Yeah, no, I would agree with you 100% on that. Um, you know, this is uh, this is Tony Mitch's son, so I'm sure he's a proud papa now, getting to see his boy run out there and, and, and put in a performance, get a, go- a gorgeous assist to to set up Lautaro's first goal. Um, and can, well, well, all right, we'll talk about it when we get to Lautaro, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with, with what I saw from Aslani. Yeah, and he's also a player that's come under a lot of crit- criticism. In my opinion, it's not been necessarily warranted because he is a kid and we should treat him like it. But like I said, positive step forward and he's going to get his opportunity. Mikitarian, 64 minutes today, um, gets the yellow card. Was He was good. You know, again, we talked about it, like need to get him more on target. Um, but he's an important player for us and uh, I thought he did. he did his job today. Yeah, same. Yeah, same thing. I don't think we really need to take too much time up on this because I would just we did be repeating everything you did. Yeah, yeah. Fratesi, big time, seventy six minutes, goal and assist. His probably his best performance in an Inter shirt. Um, he you think so better better than the Milan game. Well, that was also that was more the vibes because the f- throwing up the four 
in Leal's face plus the goal to kill it. Like that was, um, you know, that that has a special place in my heart. But this is probably because it was a full seventy six minutes. This is probably for me like the most complete performance we've seen from him. Definitely his most complete performance for sure. Um, and again, I'm like I said when we talked about him earlier. I'm, I'm happier with the assist than I am with the goal. It's not that the goal wasn't great. I think his movement off the ball is fantastic there, uh, and his read of the game is, is unbelievable. But to have the ability to, to to have that pass in in your your tool belt, awesome. I loved it. We'll go quickly through the midfield because we're over an hour and we got to get through everybody. Um, Akin Sanmiro, we talked about him already, but 15 minutes played, seven out of eight accurate passes, one chance created, as good as you can do on a debut from an 18-year-old kid. Klaassen didn't notice him at all. Came on in the 64th and just like, I don't know what, I'm being really honest with you. I can't remember a single thing that he did. He got 30 minutes today. Apparently, he made 12 out of 14 accurate passes in 18 touches in 30 minutes. No idea what he does uh, besides eight minutes for this team. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> Can you remember anything that he did? I have no idea. I'm literally sitting here trying to like envision what it was that he did. And I honestly could only remember one pass between him and Barella outside the 18 in our own, our own side of the pitch. Uh, where I was a little nervous with the way Klaassen gave it back to Barella, where it almost put him in a dangerous spot, but that, that's really it. It was a completed pass. I just thought it was a little careless of a pass. They talk about him in training like, you know, such a professional and deserves more minutes, but I, I remember more good from Akin Sanmiro in half of the minutes than Klaassen. But anyway, we're not going to shit on anyone today. That's a lie. We, we, there's a little shitting. Barella comes in, plays uh, Regista. Um, it's not his game, but it didn't stop him from creating chances. Uh, he obviously had the one to Dumfries that Dumfries should have put away. Um, <laughs> th- th- Sorry, hold on. I'm getting, I'm getting a call back from you, Hulk. Give me, can you give me like a, a few minutes to yeah, take this? I got you. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, got you. Just, 31 <laughs> out of 35, 89% accurate passing, Boss. which is, is good good for him in the role. Boss. So well, what did he come on in the 55th minute? So he got uh, 35 minutes today, which is, you know, for a player that has played so much, Inter as a team, have <coughs> played so much over the last year, and he's been such a huge part of it. Um, it's good to get him off of his feet for any amount of time. Lautaro Martinez, a double in 65 minutes today. Um, Greatest striker in the world. Greatest Argentinian striker in the last decade. Wow. Those are two different things because one of those things is very likely accurate. The other other one of those things is I'm not not sure. Not sure about that. Who's better? Who's better? A better Argentinian forward in the last 10 years? Yeah, I can't think of anyone. You know what? After I give it a little bit more thought, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Four four duels won from him, non-penalty XG of 1.19. Yeah, just complete. He's a complete player. Alexis Sanchez, 90 minutes. Uh, very, like I said, as good from what I expect from him at this point in his career, that was as Listen, good. I'll give as you I'll played. give you respect for trying to be as positive as you can be with this guy. I, I give it I'll give you credit. I will. This is 
really we just fun. Move, we can just move on. <laughs> this That's is really it. funny, but the... ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Alessandro for being a beacon of hope in an otherwise dire remote island. I try. I try. What am I? What, what am I supposed to do? We have no other options. We have no one else while Turam is out, uh, except for what FOTMOB has rated the worst player on the pitch today, the other striker who came on. I didn't see it that way. Um, a flat 6-1, or no, sorry, that's yeah. That's six my one. problem with FOTMOB. That's my problem with anything that goes off. Of like course. You, I of mean, course. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I won't even get into to player rating like, like that. I mean... The 34-year-old Austrian had 25 minutes today. Took one shot that was saved by Falconet. Did the thing where he throws up his hands. A lot of people still bitching about his um, his demeanor. I mean, it's just who he is. Like, did you ever watch Balotelli play? Like, it's just yeah. it's just not that big of a deal. Um, it would be a big deal if it was like, oh, his demeanor sucks. Like, his teammates must hate him. They love. They fucking love him. They fucking love Arnautovic. He's clearly not dragging the team down. They all want him to do well. And, you know, he had 25 minutes, not much service, and uh, did what he did. But the worst player on the pitch, according to uh, Tofama. I mean, listen, he didn't do anything memorable, anything that stands out. I think, yeah, obviously the the, the shot on goal was unfortunate that it didn't go in. Uh, I think Falcone made a great, you know, uh, goalie, uh, like hockey goalie save there with the kick out. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like, and maybe it's because I would have the same mannerisms as him when I wouldn't score a goal, or I would get frustrated. I would throw my arms up and like looking up to the sky, like, what do I got to do to get a goal? Like, you know that kind of stuff. So maybe that's why it doesn't bother me because I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and on the pitch. Like, I don't know. I, I think people I could, just want to like. I could not care less. I, I could not care less. I it actually think bother. it's like. It's when funny. Does, like it's when, funny. Yeah, when he does it, it's funny to me. When when Barella does it, it doesn't bother me. When Brozovic used to do it, it didn't bother me. Like if it takes so if, if it takes you out of the game, like that ball went out of bounds. Like it wasn't like he was like just just sulking and then, you know, there goes Leche on the counter and, and they score a goal. You know, it, it, it turned into it was in, it was a corner. You know, and there's times where where, where Brozovic would get frustrated and, and he would like be taken out of the pit. That would annoy me. But like I, I want my players to have some kind of reaction. And not just be stoic all the time. I mean, I don't know. You know, if, if yeah. these guys don't have personality, people will complain. And if these guys show too much personality, they, they still complain. So uh, you can't win. No, you can't win. Um, but and there's people on Twitter that like want to talk about Marotta being a shit director because, you know, Sanchez and Arnatovic are on this team and they don't want to talk about the fact that we're in first place by nine points with a game in hand, um, which is the case. After Inter wins 4 nothing here, 61% possession, 2.93 XG, five big chances created, seven shots on target, um, complete performance from a rotated squad away to Lecce. Uh, prayers up for Daniele Doveri, the best referee in Serie A, subbed off at halftime uh because of a, an injury so hopefully he gets better and hopefully he can ref more matches because uh he doesn't get enough run out next up for inter is atalanta coming up coming to the san siro on uh on wednesday i think that's a, a mid-afternoon game for yeah an early afternoon game for the uh east coasters i 
think that we have enough to win that game, even without Turam, Hakan, and Acerbi. Uh, hopefully, Somer gets better. If Somer doesn't get better, I expect us to to probably drop points there because they will put the ball on the net. Um, and we'll see how that all plays it. I also expect us to play like Barella and Pavard uh, from the start. So, I, what can I say? Like after watching this team all year, am I supposed to say that I don't expect them to win the game? I expect them to win the game. And you know what? If they don't, it's there's a cushion, and I'm not gonna cry that the sky is falling. Um, it is to not play with three of our best players in Acerbi, Hakan, and Turam. That's difficult. But if there is a team that's shown that they could potentially get over it, I think it's Inter. So I'm excited for the match coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, same thing. I think it's going to be a great test of uh, two, again, tactical geniuses. Um, Atalanta's been on good form. You know they didn't play the best game against Milan. They did somehow manage to split the points there, which I think is... The sign of a team that's matured as well, and they and they have talent all over the pitch. You know, Coop Miners, Ederson, fantastic guys. Uh, you know, Karnasecki's been a, a great goalkeeper. You know, they have they have players there. So yeah, it'll be. But like you said, I won't think the sky's falling if we don't win, and I will not be surprised if we win three nil. So yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> so that's a wrap. In the words of the great Roberto, oh, I got. I, oh. I did want to ask you something before we before we, we check out here. Yes, sir. You're in Italy. Yes. Do you get fries on a pizza? Ever. I saw that. Nope, not one time. Have she said it was a any... kids. It, it was a kids thing, which I which, I believe. Which I've seen. I've seen yeah. that. But as an adult, seen, I would not. I've seen kids get it. Yeah. And then she was trying to say, "Oh, it's a, it's a hangover cure." I don't know, man. I, I mean, listen, I, I like French fries. I love pizza. I would never yeah. put my French fries on my pizza. Especially if I'm in Italy, like I, I'm going to um, enjoy, like I, I live here in the States. I don't uh, get to go there all the time. So I'm going to enjoy a different style, but it's even their own, man. Even when I was a kid, and I would go, go. I mean, I'd go to Siracusa every every summer as a kid with my, my with my dad or my family. I mean, I say my dad, but that's where he's from. I never. I don't even think I ever got French fries even when I was a kid there. Like as a as like a whatever aside for anything, I never got French fries. It's like a happy. It's like a, a happy meal. You know, <laughs> that's not what they're eating sure. all the time. I just, I just wanted to see. And it, it, listen, for the people that listen to this, when when we post the episode, if you wouldn't mind commenting your take if you would put fries if you wouldn't listen i'm not going to agree with you if you would put fries but to every to each their own but i just don't think it's not you know it's you know the same way i don't like you know when, when people get in in, the, in america they'll get those buffalo chicken slices that's not for me i get the appeal it's just not for me i've had a good buff chick pizza before though I'm not gonna lie i've had it i've I've had a good barbecue chicken pizza. I haven't had a good barbecue chicken pizza. I haven't. Wait, you're in Brooklyn? Now I'm craving pizza. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. No, I was in Spumoni, so I can't even. I can't even. Yo, go to go to Milk Flower in Astoria. Milk Flower. I haven't heard of it. I'll check it out. I'm telling you. The best kept secret of a of a pizzeria. You ready for the next pod? Milk Flower. 
It, you think you're going to go before before Wednesday? There's a chance. I'm in the city tomorrow, so maybe I'll make a trip over. Who it's knows? In, it's in Astoria, though. It's not in the it's not in the city. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's a uh, you know I can make a trip over. It's not that bad. I have friends in Astoria. All right, All right fine, fine. Go to Milk Flower and let me know. I'll check it out. All right. All right. So listen to the next episode for my milk flower review. Uh, we'll talk about that for the majority of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi.